0: Welcome to Here's My Number, So Call Me Ishmael, the podcast formerly known as Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf?" of Wall Street? It's a cultural quiz show, and so much more. I'm Tony, and this is Austin, and we are joined by another guest, friend, lover of theater, Josh Borman. Josh, hello, how are you? Hello, Tony. I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, Austin, let's round this out, and let's just f- figure out how you're doing. I'm
1: doing great. Yeah, I had a bit of a crisis this afternoon. Because two of my friends were texting me about how they just graduated with with uh, graduate degrees. And a lady at my work asked me how to spell bleach today. So I don't know if I'm stagnating or not.
2: <laughs> I mean, Austin, as someone who personally peaked in high school, I absolutely uh, understand your pain. Oh, thank you.
0: Josh, we knew each other in high school, and I want you to tell me... And the listening audience and Austin, our, our life story, our, our life story, you and I life story. Yes. The life story Uh, of
2: our friendship. The life story of our friendship, I suppose, was that we met in high school and uh, quickly became friends and did various things theatrical together during high school. And uh, a little bit beyond that into college, we coached a high school improv team together while we were in college. And then. We kind of went our separate ways, so now I'm in New York, and you're in Chicago, and we're both sort of pursuing what we love, so yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, we
0: have become big city boys, so to we speak. Have. We have. I, I, we are big city boys. You're urban, urban men. Yes. And Josh, tell us about uh, what you do in New York.
2: I am a theater director. I have a company. We're called Decent Company. We do shows every other month. We're writer-performers. We write and perform our own work i also my day job is i work for a ticketing company in midtown so do various things theatrical i try to see about 100 shows a year and yeah
0: austin what's something uh, that you do a uh, hundred times a year
1: Oof. you know i uh i i cook myself my own dinner a hundred times a year
2: okay that's good i definitely don't good for you okay so we each we each have our things that we do
1: each have our things what about you tony
0: a hundred times a year, I uh, probably uh, go to class probably a hundred times a year because I'm a student and that this, uh, this is going to be the last year of my life that I'm doing that a hundred times a year. So I'm going to have to find a new thing to do a hundred times a year.
1: And Josh was the clear winner of, of this <laughs> game.
2: Thank you
0: because josh is a man of the theater the theme of this week's episode is going to be theater related trivia yay thank you josh that was you're welcome that was the excitement that i was hoping you would was that the applause break i thought that yes. was the applause. yeah there is <laughs> so uh you guys can't see them but i am performing in front of a live audience and i paused because they had broken into an uproarious applause <laughs> the first category of trivia is the origins of theater? Act Act One in the history of theater is a is, is a theater reference. It's sort of like the, the 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 what's the thing that happens at the beginning of a play? The ex the oh,
2: the entracte the the overture.
0: Oh, very good, very good, very good French term entracte. <laughs> is that how that's pronounced? Can you guys tell me the First known theatrical performances in the history of the
2: universe. Also, I don't know, but I've what is going on?
0: Somebody was somebody washing their hands in the background.
1: Yeah, my roommate is washing berries in the background. Oh,
0: washing berries. That's fun.
1: Yeah. I I I've been wanting to make this a lot more like Radio Lab.
0: Um, <laughs> adding some production value to this dang thing. Yeah.
1: So there will be plenty of these sound effects throughout the throughout the
2: episode. <clears throat> First theatrical performance. Hmm. I mean, I my my instinct is to say that it was, you know, like those Greek, you know, dramas. But I feel like it's got to be something earlier than that. I feel like it's got to go back to, like, Mesopotamia.
0: Now, I'm going to give you half points because the Greeks were the first to have non-religious theatrical performances. Mm. Mm. So leading up to that, the first religious theatrical performances were the Egyptians. Oh, really? Who you may know as the civilization who lived in Egypt.
1: Oh, those those Egyptians. Yes, those Egyptians,
0: and they used to do religious plays that involved the story of the god Osiris. Ooh. Do you know what Osiris was the god of?
2: Uh, war.
0: It's never a bad guess because uh, gods. I just like I just like that game. I, I that's all. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, the card game war. Oh no! Oh, so you're no, saying no, he god was. He was he was the god of the, the uh, he was the god of the card game war. Is that what you're saying? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yes, actually. He is, he's the god of some numbers being higher than other numbers. That's the best game.
1: <laughs> he's the most feared god in Egypt.
0: <laughs> Although he only defeated the other gods about half the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Even he couldn't control the laws of probability. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, but Osiris is actually the god of, of death among other like the God of the dead and the God of death.
1: but not a not with a negative connotation, right? He's kind of a, a good ruler. Austin of the dead.
0: You, you have you have brought up exactly what I was hoping to talk about. yes. So death in this sense is is more of a death in the cyclical sense. So the the way that the Egyptians sort of represented the seasons religiously was as a death and rebirth. So there were yes, so the the negative connotation wasn't so strong there and that's that's actually the 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 plays that they would perform were the story of the death of Osiris and then his his rebirth, his mm-hmm. resurrection as it were.
2: That's very interesting. I mean a lot of the sort of plays that our earlier dramatic structure are they talk about death. I mean, like the the everyman play, which is a staple of like medieval drama, is also about like it's about a man who is about to die. And all along the way, he has all these buddies of his who are like his his material wealth and his family and stuff like that. And as he goes closer and closer to death, they all leave him because as as we all know, at the end of the day, everything will leave you and you're going to die. Because that was how they did it in the medieval times. Interesting. Sort of a sort of a
0: Mitch album, five people you meet in heaven situation. Yeah, but reverse, because they all leave. Right.
2: <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Um, <laughs> the, fi- the five people you won't meet in heaven. <laughs> exactly. The five hate people who abandon you on your way to heaven.
1: <laughs> <laughs> five reasons you're not making it to heaven.
2: <laughs> yeah, in, in Egypt, these uh,
0: these, uh, according to Wikipedia, Actually, no, not this. You know what, you guys? I have upgraded my the source of my knowledge this week, and this is from the Encyclopedia Britannica. So this is this is no longer the free encyclopedia. This is a an expensive encyclopedia. These were uh, performed to ensure the fertility of women, cattle, and crops, and to invest the spirit of the community and its leaders with vitality for the new year.
1: Sexy. <laughs>
2: I I rarely feel more fertile than after watching a play, so that makes sense. (laughs) That's when you've you've reached maximum fecundity? Pretty much. theatrical performance? Pretty much. Why do you think I go to the theater a hundred times a year? Just achieve maximum virility? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm horny for drama. (laughs) (laughs) Uh.
0: Yeah, I like that. On the topic of people who are horny for drama, Greece. So you mentioned you mentioned the Greeks, and you were right to say that they are uh, spearheaders of the dramatic form. The first theatrical performances were sort of semi-religious because they did take place at festivals honoring a specific god. Do you know what god they were honoring?
1: Any clues? Um, I have um, a guess, but I want to. Yeah, I, I mean, so see. this
0: is uh, this is a god who is known for perhaps revelry would be the right word
1: yeah that's what i thought is it uh dionysus or bacchus it just, oh yeah it is, it is
0: dionysus very good yes yes the god of wine fruitfulness and vegetation again according to encyclopedia britannica
1: nice so so theater has a long history with uh fertility and and crops and such
2: yeah exactly yeah interesting Well, and I think that also sort of like the maybe pagan aspects of it are what scare a lot of sort of more traditional Christian, conservative Christians and like folks who are religiously conservative away from theater. Uh, And it's why there has been such a long tradition of cultural conservatives trying to censor the theater over the years. Oh, Josh. Oh, Josh. That is such an excellent transition
0: into <laughs> the next country of theater that we're going to talk about. Whoa. America. Love it. Mm. Now, uh, I, I want to talk about America not because it's necessarily like the... Uh, like a, a, you know, a big country in the world of, of drama, just mostly because it's the greatest country in the world. Um, it, it is that. And uh, the, the very first theater company to operate in these United States was actually kicked out of the country and they uh, continued performing in Jamaica where they had to do all the plays in a Jamaican accent.
2: Um, <laughs> so, so that was, is that where Cool Runnings came from? Is that, is that where the movie Cool Runnings came exactly. from? Exactly. Cool Runnings oh. is one of the, uh,
0: it's actually, you know how like 10 Things I Hate About You is a, is a cover version of Taming of the Shrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool yeah, Runnings yeah. is a cover version of uh, Titus Andronicus. Oh it's sick. Yeah. To be or not to be man.
2: (laughs) And other and other famous plays.
0: And
1: other sundries.
2: Digging (laughs) that hole, Tony.
0: (laughs) A horse, a horse, my kingdom
2: for a horse. (laughs)
0: Uh
2: uh... (laughs) don't don't do the third one that you're about to do. Just don't.
1: (laughs) Just see, I was trying to think of a portmanteau of uh, Thespian and Rastafarian, but...
0: Interestingly, I you know what, yeah. if, if we can step back into Greece, do you know the origin of the word Thespian? Isn't Thespis
2: something? Oh. <laughs> yes, Thespis is something. Can you like be, a thing. Can you be marginally more specific? Is it an island? <laughs>
0: um, no, uh, although Lesbos, you know, yeah, Lesbos yeah, I is saying, an you know, island, is, like, is, I, which yeah. may be what you're thinking of. It
2: is.
1: Who isn't thinking of it? <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> yeah, uh, Thespis was a playwright and an actor who is credited mm. with inventing the drama.
1: And uh, no man is an island, so
0: <laughs> exactly. That's, no that's man why the is
1: island guess was not <laughs> accurate.
0: Some women apparently are an island in this case. <laughs> And speaking of islands, let's get back to Jamaica. Uh,
2: anybody got any more? <laughs> anybody got any more awesome play lines they want to say in a Jamaican accent? I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. But if you want to, um, <laughs> if, if I, I, I do, would also. I, actually, if you wanted to, I'd also recommend not doing that. <laughs> uh, some of the plays that this
0: first theater company performed were Hamlet, Othello, and Richard the Third all of which I have heard of. They also performed The Recruiting Officer. Have either of you heard of this play? No. No? I had neither, so I looked it up. It is an Irish play, which follows the social and sexual exploits of two officers, the womanizing plume and the cowardly brazen, in the town of Shrewsbury. <laughs> and, you know, given that it follows sexual exploits... I'm not surprised it got booted out of this this puritanical country of ours. Yeah. Do either of you have anything bad to say
2: about Puritans? I mean, I'm not a I'm not the biggest fan in the world. Okay. The the cru, The Crucible knocked him pretty hard. Okay.
0: Oh, good. Uh, a good call. Uh, Hey, uh, The Crucible is a play. Yeah, it is. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and we're talking about the theater, so thanks for what can I, thanks oh, for man. staying on theme, my man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I do what I can. Austin, do you? What are your feelings about the Puritans?
1: There's a Puritan custom. Help me think of the name. Where uh, where two engaged folks would wrap themselves very tightly in sheets and blankets, and then sleep next to one another, but constricted so tight that they couldn't, you know, dip a toe or a finger into sin.
0: Yes, actually, um, I, I don't know the name of this of this tradition, but they would also sometimes uh, sleep in the same bed but put a large plank of wood betwixt them. Bet- betwixt well. the unmarried couple as a way of preventing any
2: funny business, I believe. Right, and there. then when you wake up the next day, that's called morning wood. <laughs> right. Yes, paradoxically,
0: it is the, it is the Puritans who gave us morning wood. Well... Uh, Josh, you said that you, you weren't the Puritans' number one fan. I would say that, uh, that I am the Puritans' number one fan. <laughs> number one uh, of, of among whom? Among fans. I'm the number one fan of Okay. Puritans. I think that those hats that they wear with the, the buckle on the front are really
2: great. <laughs> I mean, I think you could pull it off. I think,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't wear hats that often, but I do, think, I do think I could wear a buckle hat with the best of them. I think that they gave us one of the greatest horror movies of all time in the form of The Witch.
1: Mm, I thought that was a documentary.
0: It it is. It's it's a horror, docu-horror. Sorry, The Blair Witch Project? No, there is a horror movie that came out last year called The Witch. It is about a Puritan family that gets expelled. Harangued. Uh, Expelled slash (laughs) harangued. <laughs> um from from their puritanical town and and there's a witch that lives in the woods that that harangues them uh, it's It's a very good movie and it is one of the many reasons that I consider myself the number one fan of the puritans
1: i just can't I can't help thinking that that movie would have been so much better if it was set in Jamaica <laughs> <laughs> can you- can you imagine? <laughs> A Puritan f- family gets expelled to Jamaica. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, they they drink a lot of rum and are harassed by a witch in the woods. Hey, hey man! What what's no. this witch doing, man? <laughs> I knew there was
2: going to be the third one. I just I just I just knew
0: it. <laughs> so that that is uh, that's the origins of theater. The 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 Osiris passion plays in Egypt, the the dramas in Greece, and the Jamaican Americans.
1: Jamaicans. Jamaicawise.
0: <laughs> J- Jamaicawise, as they are known. I mean, if you guys, I don't want to, I don't want to steal the spotlight with my Jamaican accent. If you guys have a Jamaican accent, now speak now or, or
2: speak now. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it.
1: Speaking Did you guys out. know that if you said uh, if you say beer can in an English accent, it's bacon in a Jamaican accent?
0: Beer can. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like some beer can and eggs? That's good. Austin.
1: It's pretty uh, good. Uh, and Tony, you said spotlight.
0: Oh yeah, spotlight. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, spotlight is another thing that is often used in the theater. So that is a thematic analogy i just used
1: oh, nice can you, can you corroborate that josh spotlights are used in theaters uh i've seen them
2: used yeah okay oh good
0: so our, our expert our, our guest expert
2: confirms confirms <laughs> that spotlights are indeed used in theaters. they're used they're used i've seen a show or two and and there have been spotlights and the spotlights are on the people it's really something okay uh what other what other kind of lights do they use well you got the source four, which is like your primary. That that's like your main lighting instrument, and those are the they're widely used. Fresnels. yeah, Fresnels and source fours because they're they're easily focusable, and you can do a lot of different things with them. These was days, that, a lot of people. Is that your
0: wife, the stage manager, chiming in in the yes, background?
2: Yes, that was my wife, the stage manager, and there's also a lot of people are starting to use LED lighting these days, which can provide a really interesting effect, although it will never give you quite the warmth and the same color gamut that you can get with uh, traditional lights. A little more green
0: than traditional lights, though, probably. Green, uh, green not in that they are green, the color green, in that they are environmentally friendly.
2: That's true. That's true. And a lot less hot,
0: too. Yep. Uh, which is actually, those two facts are related to each other, because heat is wasted energy in most light bulbs so the fact that leds are not wasting energy which is turning into heat um this has been science hour with your host tony tony yes tony yes thank you <laughs> <laughs> i bet you can i bet you're gonna go and impress all your theater friends with your science nerd knowledge now
2: boy am i <laughs> guys
1: get this heat and energy are related to one another <laughs>
0: Awesome. I can't tell for sure, but it does sound like you were belittling my science contribution to this podcast.
1: No, I was just you. You sent me on a googling train, and that was those were my findings. I was I talking see. to you two.
0: I see. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Thank God for Google. Uh, you guys, the next category of trivia that we're <laughs> going to talk about is the EGOT. Mm-hmm. The Emmy, the Grammy, the Oscar, and the Me. You. Yeah. The Tony. There are. Do you guys know how many people, how many human beings have managed to eGot? And for the record, there are a few people who have eGotted with honorary awards. Sure. I, I only consider people who have won competitive awards to be valid eGotters. I think it's like six. Austin, would you like to pause it, I guess?
1: Hmm. Can you
0: read the. Repeat the. It is Emmy, uh, it is Grammy, it is Oscar, and it is. Tony, which you may recognize as my name. Your name? Oh
1: goodness! Maybe Meryl Streep. That's always a good guess.
0: <laughs> well, I just what for a, now I just want to know how many around. there are. I just want to know, <clears throat> Josh. Oh, how many six. there are? Yes, one.
1: Meryl Streep. No, I don't <laughs> answer.
0: <laughs> so uh, both of you were incorrect. Josh, in this case, was closer. There are twelve individuals. No, twelve. Okay. Who have won in all four competitive categories? I have prepared some EGOT-themed clues for a few of the people. And when I say EGOT-themed clues, I mean each of the clues involves a letter beginning, or word beginning with the letter E, mm. a word beginning with the letter G, mm-hmm. a word beginning with the letter O, and a word beginning with the letter T. Are you with me so far? I am. I want you guys to know before we launch into this. That I put a lot of effort into these clues,
2: so I don't want you to belittle them, if they are. That's injured. okay, Tony. Yeah, Tony. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. <clears throat> this woman is well known, in
0: addition for being an actress, as a humanitarian, and she her first field mission for UNICEF was in Ethiopia in 1988. Ethiopia are... starts with the letter E and is the first E got clue.
2: Now are all, these people are all going to be egots, basically.
0: Yes. So this this is a clue describing a woman who is an egotter. The G I clue thought... for this woman is that she is in films with co-stars including Carrie Grant, whose name starts with a G, Gregory Peck, whose name also starts with a G, and George Peppard, whose name also starts with a G. Mm-hmm. Her O clue is that she won her Tony Award for performing in a play called On Ondine? On Ondine. On. How do you spell that? O n d i n e. Okay. How would you pronounce that? Ondine. Ondine. I don't know that one. Do you have any guesses so far? Is it Is it Whoopi Goldberg? Uh, well, okay, so uh, she will... Hold on to that one. Hold on to that one. Because I know she's an e-got. <laughs> she but is I... an her, and she will make an appearance later, but you, oh, nice. you guessed her too early, you son of a...
1: Tony, is it Audrey Hepburn?
0: It, it, well, okay. You're, you're zeroing Catherine in on it. Hep- Catherine Hepburn. It is Catherine Hepburn, yes. Her tea clue is going to be that she was in the film Breakfast at Tiffany's, and... The word breakfast ends with a T, the word at ends with a T, and the word Tiffany's begins with a T. Wait, Catherine Hepburn yes. was in Breakfast at Tiffany's? Who did she play? <laughs> Tiffany, I think, or maybe The Breakfast? I forgot.
1: <laughs> no, I thought Audrey, I thought Audrey was in Breakfast at Tiffany's.
0: Yeah, sorry. I meant Audrey. I meant Audrey this whole time. I didn't mean I wrote, ugh, I'm an idiot. Okay, so it was Audrey Hepburn. It was Audrey Hepburn. You were right. right. I, also you were right. Audrey so
1: I'm the Hepburn. I'm a smart I'm the smart boy.
0: Yes. You, when you say, so, Austin, I want you to say Audrey Hepburn again, and then I'm going to say yes because I'm an idiot and I wrote down Catherine Hepburn. So can you say okay, uh, can you say Audrey Hepburn again? Is it Audrey Hepburn? Austin, you are correct. Hooray! <laughs> it is Audrey Hepburn, and uh, yeah. So I'm looking this up on Wikipedia, and in Breakfast at Tiffany's, she was the breakfast okay, <laughs> so. okay. Uh, yeah.
1: she was only in one scene <laughs> but,
2: uh, yeah. it was a really good one.
1: <laughs> she really nailed it. She really chewed up that scenery as oh, the actors chewed her up
0: yeah she really her performance was really excellent. <laughs> uh. <And> he- <laughs> Anybody got any other breakfast puns? They want to I, was, I, was,
2: I, I mean, I have a few. They're just <laughs> okay. not good. Okay. She, was well. the to- she, uh, she
1: was the toast of that year's award season. <laughs> nice. She,
0: uh... She...
2: See what you can do is in post. You can edit this together to make you sound quicker and more clever than you are.
0: Uh, yeah. No. What I'm going to do in post is I'm going to I'm going to Google breakfast puns and then I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to rattle off a bunch of
2: uh, <laughs> rattle off a bunch of really good ones. That's great. And then you can just get like you can just get me laughing. Yep. And then loop it. <laughs> I will splice. I will splice
0: you laughing in the same laughing sound effect. All right. Uh, let's move on to our next E-gotter. <clears throat> this man's e clue is that he was featured in four episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And enthusiasm starts with the letter E. This man's G clue is that he co-created the television show Get Smart. And Get Smart begins with the letter G. This man's O clue (laughs) is that he directed history of the world part oh, one right. yes now now of in history of the world begins with the letter O which is why that was an O related clue <laughs>
1: <laughs> and his, his S clue is that it was a stretch the big
0: old... <laughs> his T clue is that the previous clue was terrible um, no, his T clue is going to be that he directed Robin Hood Men in Tights, but as Josh correctly named after History of the World Part One, it is Mel Brooks. I thought about making his G clue that he often worked with Gene Wilder, but I thought that might be too easy for a for an for a second clue.
2: Hmm,
1: it's smart. It was a very good one. Thank you. And I I thought that was before his time, honestly.
2: Man, I just I just watched Blazing Saddles. That movie is so good. It holds up. It's so good. It's a
0: very good movie as a G-Clue. Yep. Nice. Thanks. I would go so far as to call it a terrific movie. Oh, good. Good T-Clue. Austin, what adjective would you like that begins with either E or O? Uh, overrated. Oh wow. Boy. Oh, boy.
1: Egregious.
2: <laughs> do you really think blazing saddles is overrated
1: no 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 i don't i uh i'm trying to keep this a comedy podcast it's it's delving too closely into to real talk about theater so.
0: <laughs> much like uh, necessity is the mother of invention conflict is the mother of comedy
2: right
1: <laughs> and uh theater is the death of comedy <laughs> wow but only- wow absolutely i i i joke of course
2: of Um, course austin
0: would you describe yourself as a philistine with respect to your relationship with the arts
1: (laughs) you know it's funny i've been called a philistine and one of our future guests uh tim davis fingers crossed future guests uh has me in his phone as philistine sisson i think probably because i made a theater jab and he's also a he's also a theater theater person (laughs) Which is funny because I love the theater. I don't. I don't know why I keep offending theater folks.
2: <laughs> keep attacking. Well, I, him. The thing. That, the thing is, like, I think that most theater people, we all really love our dead artistic medium, and <laughs> so we're allowed to say it. But you're not. I yeah. think is but like I'm the
1: not. Child.
2: Yeah. Sure. Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Josh Tracy Letts came into my work the other day looking for a haircut.
2: Nice. Uh, my wife just worked on a show. Tracy Letts.
1: Wow. That is great. He was eating an empanada, um, cool. and he had very white knees. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. He's a very nice guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, sweet guy.
2: Yeah. He's actually got a show going up on Broadway this coming season as well, so stay tuned for that.
0: Uh, those this are all been very, the, the very Tracy good Letts.
2: facts about Tracy Letts. <laughs> <The> some, <laughs> some more interesting than others. Tracy Letts not an EGOT, but he deserves to be, in my opinion. Okay.
0: Yeah, so the thing about an ego is it's not just how great you are. It's you're great in a lot of different dimensions, right? Right. Right. So, you know, even, you know, even the greatest, let's say, film actor of all time may never have taken taken the stage or the greatest stage director of all time may never have have, you know, dropped a rap album or something like that. Right, I have. You have. Right. You <laughs> th- Yeah, so behind so you behind Tracy Letts, you second greatest stage director of all time have dropped
2: a rap album. Right. Which has not yet gotten its Grammy though. No, not uh, yet.
1: Um, you know, I think Lin uh Lin Manuel might be on the track for for New God. He seems like kind of an all-around.
0: Yes, he actually w- star. Already have it. So, uh he does not Can you tell me so he is he is one away. He does not have his Oscar yet. Really? He was really? nominated. He was nominated for that song in Moana. Moana, right? but I do not think that song won if I recall Ooh. correctly.
1: And what was his Emmy?
0: Let me let me look this up. You guys, let me look this up.
1: You know he has two uh two girl names. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder That's been a hindrance. That's why I had this. I was eager yet.
0: (laughs) Now, I'm not totally clear on what this song is from, but he won a primetime Emmy award
2: for outstanding original music and lyrics for the song "Bigger." Oh, that was at the Tony Awards a couple years ago. Interesting. That was the opening number of the Tony Awards, like two or three years ago.
0: Whoa! So he won a Emmy. For, for the a Tony's. song that he wrote for the Tonys. Mhm. Wow. Some people, huh? Stretch.
2: <laughs> Austin's not buying it. No, I actually <laughs> agree. I think it's a real stretch.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, he hasn't got his egot yet, so we don't have. We can't. Uh, we can't deny him his egot yet. But when he
2: gets his egot, we will. All, we will contest it.
1: We'll dispute it
2: be Lin-Manuel EGOT truthers <laughs>
0: <laughs> we need to see his, his long form Emmy his, his certificate
2: exactly
0: the question is can jet fuel burn an Oscar award does it burn hot enough um, trying to think of a chemtrails joke for Lin-Manuel Miranda when I come up with it I'll let you know uh, who, oh gosh we've gone a bit off track here Mel Brooks is who we were talking about now our next EGOT winner <clears throat> uh, Josh I'm going to ask you not to answer this one and uh, Austin I'm also going to ask you not to answer this one either so that I can <laughs> so that I can get this one, is this one just for the audience? is this, this for the fans? One just, this one is uh, I want people to tweet the answer to me Uh <laughs> As we're, as we're recording, first person to tweet it to me wins, and he got. Um, this actress was the titular character in a com- comedy called Eddie, in which a a limousine driver named Eddie Franklin attends every Knicks game and wins the opportunity to become the coach in the second half of a game and turns the Knicks from a losing team into a team that makes it into the playoffs
2: this all happens over the course of one game over one uh, movie
0: so she she becomes she becomes oh. i i did skip over some of the details yes yeah. so she becomes the head coach <laughs> after winning some sort of contest and then the real head coach quits conveniently and then she becomes the head coach because it was the right. 90s and that's what happened in 90s movies and right. then she leads them to the playoffs
2: yeah, that sounds insanely great.
0: <laughs> so that was her That was her E clue, Eddie. Her G clue is that she won her Oscar for being a supporting actress in the movie Ghost. Her O clue is that she was a regular on the television show Hollywood Squares, wherein they played Tic-Tac-Toe, and the two characters that you use to play Tic-Tac-Toe are X's and...
1: O's. Don't answer, Josh.
2: <laughs> okay. I, that was He's, a trap. I'm not falling for you. I'm not I falling just, for that one. Trying to, trying to weasel you it
0: in. Uh, yes, the two characters are actually O's. Buddy. So that is her O clue. Her T clue is that she was on the television show Star Trek, The Next right. Generation, where Trek as, starts with the letter T.
2: As Guinan. Well,
0: okay, Josh. That came v- dangerously close, to being an answer to the question, This <laughs> is worrying. I'm I'm worried answer. that you were about to answer it.
2: Not gonna answer it.
0: Okay, now that I've gotten all of my excellent egot clues out of the way, you may answer it.
2: the The answer is Whoopi Goldberg.
0: The answer is Whoopi Goldberg. You are correct. Those were probably my favorite, my tightest group of egot clues. So I really wanted to get through them because it you know it took some time.
1: Very good, Tony. This whole category, you should get an EGOT. I should. What's
0: the what? What's the national nationally televised award that they give for for podcasts? For podcasts? Yeah. What's, what's that? That's that award again. So those are the the three people that I'm going to talk about who've won an EGOT. There are also five franchises that have won EGOTs. Ooh. I have some EGOT clues for a few of these. Oh. then I'm going to throw you away. <laughs> <laughs> I think you may be able to get this one quite quickly and I'm relatively pleased with the effort that I put into these clues as well, so I'm going to ask you to hold off until I give all of my excellent EGOT clues before you answer. The E clue... This is like, this is like real
2: Tony hours right now. <laughs> this is... <laughs> right. When I was sitting in class... Have, you I was can't have EGOT without today, Ego. <laughs> and then tony makes the tea <laughs> the ego of tony
0: you guys i when i was sitting in class today coming up with these clues i was thinking i i was thinking i really want people to hear this i really <laughs> i really want i really want these clues to make it to the public okay the e clue for this franchise is that one of the songs is sung by elton john whose name starts with an e One of the characters is voiced by Whoopi Goldberg whose name starts with a G and who is an actress about which we have previously spoken. The company that made this movie made this movie after making a movie called Oliver and Company. Oliver starts with an O. And the song, sung by Elton John is called Can You Feel the Love Tonight? And tonight begins with the letter t
2: but what did the lion king
0: get an emmy for well so there was a television show based off of the lion king that featured just timon and pumba in fact i think it may have just been called timon and pumba and it included get a some...
2: daytime emmy it
0: did oh it surely did huh. yes and uh, they included some of the same voice actors including nathan lane who oh. who won an emmy for his work so
1: Let's go back to Lion King. Can we? If Lion King is a uh a homage or an interpretation of Hamlet, is the standalone show to Timon and Pumba
0: and Rosemary homage a to
1: our dead? Yeah, are <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, the full name of the show is Timon and Pumba Are <laughs> It's actually very dark. Yeah, I'd watch that movie. <laughs> Uh, Austin, thank you for uh, for bringing up the fact that Lion King is, is inspired in part by Hamlet, which, for those of you who don't know, is a play. And the theme of today's episode is the theater. So uh, thanks for staying on theme.
2: And also heavily ripped off from a Japanese anime called Kimba the White Lion. Yes. If you know this. Yes.
0: Mm. Uh, I did
1: not know that either.
2: Yes.
0: The creators claim to have no knowledge of this anime. However, the similarities are... I would striking. say uncanny. Stri- yes, uncanny, striking. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a, a an adjective that started with e g o or t. Tr- troublesome, extreme, extreme. grotesque, <laughs> overwhelming. Okay, good teamwork on that. You're welcome. The next egot winning franchise. The e clue is that the action takes place in England. The G clue is that there is a song called God That's Good. The the O clue is my favorite O clue yet. O is the approximate shape of a penny, and the character in this play originates from a penny dreadful. Ooh, Sweeney Todd. Yes, very good. Oh, yeah. The T clue was going to be that the film version was directed by Tim Burton. Right. Whose name starts with a T. Yes, Sweeney Todd has won
2: all of the above and there's actually currently a Sweeney Todd revival that is up uh, off Broadway, it's like an immersive production they sit you down in the theater and they made it to be like an actual pie company and they serve pies and then they slit your throat at the end right,
0: yeah, I would, right, I would, right. be, I would right. be
2: extremely worried about how immersive that, pro- that program is it's the worst pies in London, man hmm <laughs> <sighs>
0: Uh, that's actually very cool. So, it, like, the actual show goes on and they're also
2: serving pies and stuff? Yeah, so it starts like you can get the pie, but it, it's a British immersive company that is, and you'll love this. They're called the Tooting Arts Club.
1: No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they are. <laughs> hmm.
1: It's kind of like medieval times.
2: Yeah, but, Yeah. <laughs> See, I just knew that was—I knew that was going to uh, tickle you. you. You have found my
0: funny bone, sir, and you have hit it. Uh, that is funny. It is funny. Um, the next franchise to have e got it. The e clue is that one of the characters' name is Aunt M. The g clue is that the main character was portrayed in the film version by a woman by the name of Judy Garland.
2: Can I answer now? You may answer. I mean, it's The Wizard of Oz. It surely is The Wizard of Oz. The uh,
0: the remaining two franchises, I uh, ran out of time during class to come up with EGOT-related clues, but you might be able to guess them. Do you have any guesses for other franchises that might have
2: won an EGOT? Star Wars? No, there hasn't been a Broadway show of Star Wars yet. What am I saying?
1: <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh one of these is a uh so much like The Lion King, it is a Disney animated film. Oh, Beauty and the Beast. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Peter Pan. That. Uh, no, it is also not Peter Pan. It is Aladdin. Mm. And... Aladdin
2: didn't win. Wait, Aladdin didn't win. Oh, you're just talking about, like, if it won any Tonys at all. It didn't have to win the Tony for Best Musical. Exactly. Yes, it won. According to <laughs> Wikipedia, it got the best performance by a featured actor in a musical, James right, Monroe. Right, and that was James Monroe Iglehart Agle as the genie, yeah. As the genie.
0: In 2014.
2: Yep. He came and saw a show at my theater one time. He's
0: very Ooh. nice. Ooh. Did you say, hello, James Monroe Iglehart? I appreciated your performance as genie for Aladdin.
2: I didn't, because I was in the
0: box office, so that would have been weird. It's almost like you were trapped in a lamp of your own. Indeed. I should have said, James, let me out. <laughs> James, rub, rub, this, rub this box office. Release me from my prison. <laughs> what year was it that we saw the Tonys in Times Square, Josh? Uh,
2: I think that was two years ago. So 2015? Uh, sounds right. Because okay. James and Earl Eagleheart won in
0: 2014. 2015
1: was two years ago.
0: Yes. <laughs> Austin keeps yes. a calculator by his side for all of our episodes, just because we like to have somebody checking our math. So yeah, so Aladdin and The Sound of Music are the last oh, two yeah. franchises about which uh, we have we haven't talked, but from one EGOTs. The final category that we are going to trivialize is. Plays that Tony hasn't heard of by playwrights that Tony has heard of. (laughs) So what's going to happen here is I'm going to name a play that I have not heard of. And it is your Mm -hmm. job to name the playwright that I have heard of.
2: Okay, let's do it.
0: The first one is uh, inspired by The Lion King because the name of the play is Timon of Athens.
2: Now uh, that would be William Shakespeare. Yes, that would be that would be uh, yes, uh,
0: uh, wi- wi- William Bill Shakespeare. Yeah, Timon Billy of Athens. Shakes. Do you know Do you know what uh, Timon of Athens is about? I don't, but I think it's actually technically Timon of Athens. It, uh, yeah, sorry. I, yeah, sorry. I should have mentioned that. So I'm pronouncing it Timon in, 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 uh, in honor of, of the Lion King. But yes, it's very much not
2: pronounced that way. That's one of the ones I haven't seen. It's, nobody does it, because I don't think it's very good. Right, which is probably why I haven't heard of it. Austin,
0: had you heard of Timon of Athens before?
1: Um, Only from very recently Googling Timon of Pumbaa.
0: <laughs> yes, Timon of Athens is about a man who sort of pretends to be rich, and he pretends to be really rich and generous and hosts all these balls and things like that, but then it turns out that he is actually a a debtor. <laughs> And that all of his wealth is actually debt, and he leaves, goes to live in a cave, and uh, he dies full of hatred for humanity.
2: So it's the Great Gatsby.
0: It is Timon of Athens. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, his, uh, his friend Pumbaa tries to come to the cave to cheer his spirits. Uh, he does not. Interesting fact about uh, Timon of Athens there are a lot of famous literary and otherwise figures who reference this play, including but not limited to Charlotte Bronte, Herman Melville, Ralph Waldo Emerson, Charles Dickens, and Vladimir Nabokov, and a Mr. Karl Marx, uh-huh. hmm. who believed that the play was a good demonstration of amorality of money. So, you know, it may not be a particularly good play, but the people, people did see it. Sounds like my play. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the opposite of your play, Austin. I think that you, you've written this completely, you've written this masterpiece that, that hasn't yet been unleashed to the world called Pumbaa of Athens. Pumb- Pumbaa. The next play is called Lady Windermere's Fan. Yeah. I, I will read for you the plot synopsis. Once again, from Wikipedia. The story concerns Lady Windermere, who suspects that her husband is having an affair with another woman. She confronts him with it, but although he denies it, he invites the other woman, Mrs. Erlynne, to his wife's birthday ball. Angered by her husband's supposed unfaithfulness, Lady Windermere decides to leave her husband for another lover. After discovering what has transpired, Mrs. Erlin follows Lady Windermere and attempts to persuade her to return to her husband. It is then revealed Er Mrs. Erlin is Lady Windermere's mother, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, who abandoned her family 20 years before the time the play is set. Mrs. Erlin sacrifices herself and her reputation to save her daughter's marriage. The best-known line in the play sums up the central theme, We are all in the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars. It's Oscar Wilde, isn't it? You are so, gosh darn, tootin' hootin', gallabootin'. Right. Yes, it is Oscar Wilde and... galaboot. And in concert with the theme of many of his other works, it is sort of a, a, a play on sort of aristocratic British society and, and sort of the, the, the disconnect between the, the showy wealth of, of, of the upper class and the, the dirty underside.
2: Doesn't quite sound like a comedy, though.
0: No, it was sort of like a blended drama comedy. But you're right; the the plot synopsis doesn't sound very funny. So I, I, I maybe it's it's Oscar Wilde's infamous wit turned to a, oh, yeah. a dull yeah, yeah, yeah. plot synopsis into an interesting play. Do you guys know Oscar Wilde's Oscar Wilde's full name?
2: Uh, I believe it was Oscar Wilde and Out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oscar, girls gone wild. <laughs> Uh, Oscar Wild Wild West. Um, his full name is Oscar the Wild. <laughs> uh.
2: No, his full name is Oscar Fingal O'Flaherty Wills Wild. Quite the name. I
0: don't think he went by that name on a, on a daily basis. The final play, about which I would like to talk, is a play by the name of... Women of Trachis or... also rings a bell. Tra- Trachis, Trachis. Tr- it's spelled T R A C H I S. How would a how would a person pronounce that? Especially a person of of Greek nationality. How might they how might they pronounce that?
2: I don't know, but is it, it, so it's Greek. Is it, is it like Sophocles or something?
0: It, it is. It is not like Sophocles. It is Sophocles.
2: Yeah,
0: I
1: think it would be Trachis.
0: So <laughs> Tr- Trachis women, women of Traches. Yes, it is a, an Athenian tragedy by uh, Mr., Mr. Sophocles. It tells the story of the wife of Heracles, known to most Westerners as Hercules, and the story of her early life and uh, her adjustment into married life and how she is distraught over her husband's neglect of her family. Which I think is kind of a cool concept for a play, especially one that was written so long ago, because it sort of tells the the dark side of heroism, which isn't something I normally associate with, with very ancient, maybe not ancient, but
2: very old plays and stories. Huh. And it was about the husband neglecting the family. Uh, it
0: was, so Heracles slash Hercules
2: slash Hercules, yeah. Uh, he's yes. always off being a hero. All the exactly time, right. <laughs> so
0: while he's off on his huh. adventures, he he leaves his <clears throat> wife and, and family behind. And the main conflict of the play is that he returns from his adventures with a new lover. Mm. And I, I don't.
2: Isn't that what always
0: happens? Isn't that I? How many adventures have I returned from with the new? lover? <laughs> and then his wife believing that she has a potion that can force Hercules slash Heracles to love her, puts this potion on an uh, item of clothing and has him wear it. But it turns out that the potion is not, in fact, a love potion and is, in fact, a killing potion. Oh, no. And she accidentally kills Heracles slash Hercules.
2: Hate it when that happens.
0: Hate it when that happens. And she feels so bad about it, she ends up killing herself. And the play ends with Hercules/slash Heracles being burned alive to put an end to his suffering because the potion put him in so much suffering. Oof. that one too is a comedy written by Oscar Wilde. <laughs> it's and I tell you, it's only his it's it's only his infamous wit that manages to to, to, to make
2: that play happy. The dialogue it's just so snappy. <laughs> it's so
0: quick. Yeah, the play is pretty dark. Apparently, when Hercules was in so much pain from the potion that he killed his friend Lycus, and he made, quote from the play, he made the white brain to ooze from the hair, and the skull was dashed to splinters and blood scattered therewith. Mmm. Pretty gory. Pretty gory.
1: Poetic. What does therewith mean?
0: Uh, It means with there.
2: Yeah, it's like when you go somewhere with somebody, you're there with them.
0: (laughs) Right. You
1: know, you joke, but I think you just you just kind of nailed it, right? I mean, that's therewith.
0: Yeah, so that is that that is the 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 story of, of the woman of of Trachis by Sophocles. And you guys, that is the trivia that I have prepared for us today.
1: Wow. Mm, what a feast.
0: <laughs> a a back and all. Nice, nice. Thanks for bringing it back to the theme. Thanks for bringing it
1: back and all to the theme.
0: <laughs> that was sort of an encore of that joke.
1: A revival. A revival. We could say
2: sorts. <laughs> you guys, this was this was a lot of fun. I I, I agree. I agree. Good.
0: Yeah. Second. Austin Austin seconds it, so it's it sounds like we have uh, motion passed. <laughs> we have passed the motion <laughs> that this Great. was fun, and uh, we'll we'll pass uh, that along to the Senate to see if they approve it. Um, all right. Motion, motion to previous
2: question. Motion to adjourn.
0: <laughs> Indeed, uh, let's adjourn. Before we adjourn, we want to tell listeners to rate, review, and subscribe—all the things that you do when you listen to a podcast—and that helps us. That helps us catch. That helps us catch new ears in our in our comedy trap. And you know, special shout-outs to our international lister- listeners. We have our our hosting service gives us pretty detailed data about about who is listening and we have a couple downloads in france a couple downloads in korea and a couple downloads in ireland so we're reaching the four corners of the earth we always like to say thank you to jude schuma who provides our intro and outro music give him a listen we also want to thank our friend anna Swearinga, who created our logo for us we want to thank everybody who is listening especially the people in France, Ireland, and, and, and Korea. And I want to say thank you to Josh for, you know, spending Indeed. his time with us. And I want to thank, I want to thank Austin too. Uh, cause he, he also spent time with us. Do we have any other do, bookkeeping issues? Do you have anything want you want to take plug? Care of? Yeah, oh yeah. Josh, do you have anything you want yes. to plug? Uh,
2: yeah. So, uh, If you ever find yourself in New York uh, and would like to see some interesting shows that are written by interesting people, written, performed by interesting people, Decent Company, we do shows every other month. Uh, You can check us out at decent.nyc. Also, be sure to watch the Tony Awards, June 15, only CBS. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Well,
0: again, thank you all. And, you know, it's been it's been real.
2: Goodbye. I